Welcome to episode 111. Whoop whoop. I am your host, Gail M. Davis, and this is Design Perspectives. Welcome to the Design Perspectives podcast. I am your host, Gail Davis. I will talk all things design from expectation to reality, from what to expect when working with designers as well as the trades. And from time to time, current events will seep their way into the conversation. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and listen. Okay, so today's guest is Kate Lester. She's an interior designer located in California. And can I just tell you, she's amazing. I absolutely enjoyed our conversation. I love having conversations with interior designers who are down to earth, salt of the earth, and just are real. And there's no pretense with her. Like we had a whole conversation before we recorded. And I have to tell you, she's my new bestie, Um, not just in my head, but in real life. And so I can't wait to go visit you know, my mom, who's turning 90 on July 26th um, in California. She moved there at the age of 85. I know I'm all over the the, uh, the globe with my conversation here. Um, but I'm going to make sure I, I hook up with Kate and hang out with her and have a cocktail because she is just that down to earth. And I'm so excited for you to listen to this interview. So without further ado, here is the fabulous, amazing, Kate Lester. Good morning, Kate. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. I am a huge fan of your work. Thank you, Gail, for having me and saying that. I didn't even have to pay you. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, a little bit, just a little bit. Okay, um, yeah, we won't talk about that. No, we won't say anything about that. So let's just get straight to it. I have a couple of questions for you. Um, okay. I'm just praying that my dogs do not bark. Okay, so how did you get started? Tell me about Kate Lester Interiors. Sure, sure. So um, I actually went to school for finance, um, for you know business. I wanted to work in corporate America. Um, I went to USC, which is a pretty great, has a pretty great business program here in California. And I was just so sure that I was going to shatter glass ceilings. I was going to be a business lady. I was going to wear a suit and like kitten heels every day and I was going to be rich and um soon after graduation I was working in corporate America and I realized that that was like not at all what I really wanted for my life you know mm-hmm. you don't really think like you do your internships and but you just never know like no, what right. it's actually going to be like right that right. there's going to be women crying in the elevator because they couldn't go to their kids soccer game and I thought to myself like well this is a crappy life like I don't want this life you know, and it was still very male driven at that point, especially the company that I worked at. And so I thought to myself, like, okay, this is just not what I thought. And wow, my office is really nice, but I don't like this paint color. I wonder if they let me repaint my office and wonder if I can bring in my own art. And then I started realizing that like what, what was really bringing me true joy was when I was like, you know, helping my, my parents' friends redo their bookcases or, you know, every time I got a new apartment, I got to do a whole new vibe. And I realized that I actually loved doing that. Although I never thought I could make any money doing interior design. 
right? And if I was going to be this like badass business lady, mm-hmm. how was I going to do that? Like like fluffing people's pillows, you know? So I went out. I finally, you know, decided like, okay, I'm doing this. I quit my job and I went back to school for interior design, and um, and then I worked for a designer. Mm-hmm. I worked for a lot of designers actually, and then I did work for a really great designer for. Um, six years and sort of made my way up the ranks mm-hmm. and really learned everything, like what I wanted to do, what I didn't want to do um, from, you know, from being at that firm and eventually decided that it was, you know, I felt I had learned enough and made enough mistakes and was ready to go out on my own. I love that. What I love most is that you said you worked for other people. A lot of people um, just pop into this business because they have a great eye. And I'm like, you really want to work for someone else and cut your teeth on their business. Yeah, I feel like nowadays people are like, oh, I have a great eye, built my own house, you know, I've heard all of things, right? Like, (laughs) it's so like, oh, I got all A's in school. I'm like, are are you kidding? Like, have you ever had a container of your shit just not arrive? Like, that doesn't happen in school or when you're building your house. When you're, when someone gives you a million dollars and they want their stuff, like, you you have to, you have to have like real clients and, and you have to have like real world experience, Preach. you know, it's just not the same. It isn't. And doing your own home is very different than doing someone else's home. And oh my that, God, like how much stuff did you put on Facebook marketplace? Cause it didn't fit. Like right. shut up. you can't do that with other people's money. Oh my God. No. And a lot of people think, well, I did my home and it's great. I was like, yeah, but you ran up and down to the mall. Like you went to yeah. RH and Pottery Barn. Have you ever like, worked done it outside of retail and that totally. budget that number is real with your clients you cannot exceed Correct. it like when you do there's a lot of explaining or there's a lot of cajoling or like please i need you to do this so we can get this look you know but when it's totally. your own home and it's you and your spouse's money or your partner's money that's a different ball game and i just yeah and you can make those decisions of like oh, this is okay for me quickly to put go over budget like when you have a client you have to send an email or explain and they have to wait for approval. And then the cool vintage piece may be gone already. Like it's just, it's a totally different ball game where something comes in and the lampshade is enormous. And you're like, well, that wasn't what I was picturing right. in my mind. And right. like you have to have a new lampshade made overnight. Like it's just not the same. So I think working for another designer, you know, I feel like a lot of people don't want to put in the work. Like oh, you they have don't. To, you have to like take the trash out. Like I had, a degree from one of the best business schools in in America and I was like filing away fabric samples and, and, and my parents were like what the hell are you doing right you know? but it's all a learning lesson and here's the thing and I'm glad you said that everybody thinks like you roll up to these design firms and like here's a multi-million dollar project they're like no we need coffee water and by the yeah. way you need to go take those swatches back you need to um, get rid of the floor plans that we no longer need, only have the updated right. ones. Like there's a lot of little little things that you have to do where you're like, oh my God, this is below my pay grade. But all of that pays off and it helps you with the details. Right. It helps you understand. Well, it, it helps you, yeah. And also like it checks you, I think, because yes. a lot of people think like if you're super talented, then you start out with huge projects. And that's not true. Like I did someone's powder room for like, you know, like you don't you don't start out saying to someone i have no pictures i have no website give me a million dollars 
they're not going to. So <laughs> it's really like, I want to tell people like, you're going to have to do your husband's boss's powder room. Yes. Okay? Like yes. he's going to pay you 50 bucks an hour yep. and you're going to hate every minute of it, but you're going to get the pictures and then you're going to get the next pictures and then your website's going to be bomb and then you'll go from there. But yes. like, you really do have to start somewhere. You do. And I don't think people, it's so funny. Everybody wants to be on the mountaintop, but no one wants to climb the mountain. And I'm like, in order to get to the top, you have to do a lot of things. Some things you're really going to hate. Um, I can, and I want to tell people now, and I'll say this, and I just said it to a bunch of um, my godson's friends this week. And I was like, their parents like, oh, where are you going to school? What are you going to do? And I go, just so you know, whatever you go to school for, you're not going to end up doing. Probably I said, <laughs> and the parents all got quiet and they thought about it and they're like, you're right. I run my own business or I do this and I do that. I go, yeah. yeah. So stop pressuring them. Let them get their education and do their thing. But I was like, life is about a bunch of lessons and a lot of lessons are going to suck. A lot of lessons are going to bring you to your knees. A lot of lessons are going to have you in tears. But when you get to the other side and the more mature you get, you will be thankful for those lessons. Totally. I mean, college is just teaching about teaching you about like making commitments, honoring commitments, showing up to class, living with roommates. Like, yes, you're going to learn things, but I mean, it, I think it just, I think it's so much more like a social experiment and learning how to, how to interact in a group project and how to, you know, realize that like, there is always someone that's going to do more than someone else. And that's just yes. life and yes. you just have to deal with it. And <laughs> It also like just, like teaches you how to pop two Advil in the morning before class. You yeah. know, I mean, it's just life, right? It's like just keep oh, going, just, just keep pushing, keep going. Yeah, yeah, just keep pushing. Well, let's talk about your first client. What was your first client, and what was that like? Yeah, so it was crazy because I had left. I had, you know, my husband had got transferred back to sort of the beach town where we grew up, which we always knew we wanted to, you know, raise our kid. We mm-hmm. only have one kid now, but, but we raise our, we want to raise our child, um, sort of where we grew up in this great little beach town. And so my husband got transferred back sort of to that area. He's actually like David Hasselhoff. He's the lifeguard captain. So mm-hmm. that's like his real job. So we get transferred back and it's great. And I'm like, okay, when you get transferred, I'm going to start my own business. We're doing it. And he's like, great, let's do it. So I quit my job and I'm driving home on the 405. I'm like, what the fuck? What did I just do? Like, what am I doing? Like, I don't have any clients. Like, what the fuck? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. I have like business cards and I made a tote bag. So it looked good, but I have no idea what I'm doing. And I swear to God, a guy that owned a bar that I used to bartend with when I was going to school calls me and says, hey, I just bought a house on the beach. Like, I got, you know, I made partner, and I got a house on the beach, and I heard you, like, started your own company or something. So can you come and, like, furnish my house? And he was just, like, this single bachelor. And, you know, his budget was, you know, at that time, it was nothing. It was, like, right. maybe $25,000, right? Right. But it was, like, the sign I needed that I made the right decision. That sign is and, very important, by the way. You always need yeah. that. <laughs> You need it. And I mean, I literally remember putting together like Amazon furniture in my garage before I brought it over to him, you know, like it was this super <laughs> ghetto project. I had no, you know, it was like, right. I didn't have the budget to use the receiving company and all right. the things that I, you know, you were the receiver. Firm. You were the receiver. I was <laughs> literally the bookkeeper, the receiver. <clears throat> and, you know, it was like that for a while. I mean, my office was out of my guest room and, um, 
you know, it was, it was probably five projects before we even thought about getting an office space or hiring an assistant. And, you know, my husband was my assistant. Um, True. And so, so I think it's really, it definitely was like eye opening for me, but it was sort of the sign I needed that like, I was going to have this network of people and sort of like, if you make it, they will come. And if you like put your steps in and you, you, you know, you do your, you know, I marketed like crazy. I went to networking events. I joined one of those like morning networking things where you go before work and, you know, it was all just hard and horrible, but you have to do it. Yeah. You, the networking is super important and, and it's not just networking amongst designers like how everybody does when they you know flock to high point or go to uh, yeah events. See, like i think that's a, like in the very beginning that's like a ginormous waste of time because i mean it's important for your own personal growth right like your own growth as like <laughs> i need other humans that know what i'm going through right but like do not be networking three times a week with other designers because like yes you can share best practices but you don't even know best practices yet because you're not like yeah there yet, right yeah go yeah. out and meet some developers, meet some real estate people. Like that's where you should be schmoozing. Talk to architects, talk to builders, like spend your, you know, if you only have so many hours in the day outside of, you know, your actual projects, then you should be doing it carefully and thoughtfully. Um, or else you'll get burnout like way faster oh, than you will. Most, <laughs> most definitely. Most definitely. Um, for me, what are, because there's so much here and I love everything you're saying because once again we're pulling back the curtain so people will see what reality is as opposed to the highlight reel that they watch on Instagram and they also think success is overnight and success really takes like years <laughs> before you yeah and I think people, like, once they get to a point where you know maybe they're published or they have a collection or they have a book like they stop sharing yes like the shitty things that are still happening yes like I literally had to go to my client's house because the temp on Friday, because the temporary shades we put up fell down because it got hot in there. Right. Because they were out of town. And they arrived home and they texted me and they're like, all our temporary shades fell down. I drove there on a Friday and I blue taped the freaking shades back up myself. Okay. Like I didn't put it on Instagram because I was chatting with them while I was right. doing it. But like, but like, I feel like I want to share those things with people. Like it doesn't end. It just, I had one of the girls from my office come help me, but I still did it. Right. Like, you know, so I think sometimes you stop sharing like, oh, I got a book, but four people passed on me before I got the book. Just 1000%. I'm actually after this call heading to my client in Maryland for, I don't know, probably a fifth time to deal with the GC about the tile going down in the bathroom. And I don't think people understand. Like every time I go, I have the same conversation. I mark everything up and he's like, well, we don't have this. I'm like, everything is there. It's in the garage. And I'll never forget my client called me like two weeks ago. And she said, um, he pulled me over as, you know, they were passing each other in the street. He was leaving the house and she was going back to the house. And he was like, yeah, I got to call Gail. And she's like, is everything okay? He's like, she was right. Everything is there. Yeah. And I said, I was like, Write it down. yeah, I was like, I've given you all, you know, like the handouts of where everything needs to go, how I want it lined up. You have like four different, um, you have four floor plans, elevations, you like you have the whole drawing right. packet. And I, people, what people don't realize is that for designers, nine times out of 10, you can hand all of that over to your GC and none of them will read it. They're gonna put it in the. They're gonna put it in the. Like I will find our bill. We used to make a bill binder, you know, with everything in it, and you know, 
laminate everything. And yes. I just find that at the bottom of the trash pile. All the time. Every time. It's off to and the side. Like, it's under okay, dust. Cool. Yeah. And I'm like, you're, all the questions you're asking me is right here. Right yeah. Here. I mean, I just think, I think it's important to, to, you know, A, we're not curing cancer. So I just, no. I don't want to be like, what we do is like so terribly hard and difficult and stressful, right? Because it is, it, but like in, but in relative to like the, the rest of the plight of the world, right? It's yeah. not, we, 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 this is a luxury service. Right. And so a good thing is you can always remind yourself that and you can always remind your clients that, but like, if the pillows don't come before their party, like nobody is going to just get up and leave. Right. Their party. Right. 100%. So. I, no. And I just, and especially now everything is arriving late. I don't care what they yeah. tell you. If they say it'll be here in June, I'm dealing with airline. Yes. Oh my God. I said that to my client when we first started, I was, and, um, I won't say what state they're living in, but I said to them, listen, I know you all are moving in. You want to be wrapped up and done by say, I don't know, July 1st. I, I can order everything, but I cannot guarantee it will come in on time. And what happened, I had to give a breakdown of all the furniture and when it's going to arrive. Yeah. And the last two pieces, because I had the fabric treated for them because they have children and they'll have parties and everything, finally came in. So now the chairs won't be ready until October. But my vendor is like, let me see what I can do to bump it up ahead. And I didn't tell them that, right? And so it's going to start from, say, mid-July, even though it says that it's being released. Remember, it's got to get right. to the warehouse, the receiver. The receiver has to have some time. And FYI, the receivers are backed up, too. So right. it's, so up. I mean, yeah. and, like, most likely, like, my clients are like, oh, my God, I can't. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm like, go live in a hotel. Like, I know how much money you have. Like, <laughs> I, like this is not a problem. Yes. Like, this is first world problems. Like, this yes. is not a problem. <laughs> I'm so, always going, this is first world problem. You have to like level with them and make a joke, but it's not really a joke. Right. right. Like it's not, it's not really a joke because this in a year, you're not going to remember any of this. None you're of only building this house one time. And you're done with and it. And it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. And you move on. And so it's yeah. just, it's just been a, it's been a lesson in patience for me, um, which for everyone, now I'm yeah. just like, oh, okay, cool. I was like, they're saying July listen, I've been chasing this door for a client for a year now and it finally yeah. got installed. And then when, when it gets installed, there's some damage there. And I, and they're like, oh, this is horrible. I'm like, no, I'll get it fixed. It'll take a couple of days. And I'm not even, and I always say, I'm not being flipped, flipped with this and I'm not being, you know, disrespectful. I'm just telling you, I all designers right. have had to acclimate to the, the new world order with deliveries. I'm sorry, my daughter's just spreading her. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> She's, she's like half naked in Star Wars pajamas, screaming with the dog. Listen, she's like, hi, welcome to real life, yep. everyone. And this is what it is. This is what it is. I have three I dogs. Have my nanny three days a week. Welcome no, to my life. you do your best. Um, okay. What I love, your first of all, I want to describe three words that remind that I feel is your design aesthetic: clean, livable, inviting, all amazing. Thank I you. love your trad Cape Cod. I love the Agnes Road. Um, I love the shower, all the detailing in the shower. I love the dining light fixture. It's absolutely gorgeous. And my question for you, because I see you do kitchens as well. I'm 
trying to dip my toe into that, but I really don't like it because it's so nuanced and I don't want to miss anything. What is your yeah. favorite thing to do in a home? Do you like, I know you like it's doing really a whole house. When I first started out, Gail, mm -hmm. I said, I will not do kitchens and bathrooms. Cause it's like, I hate it. And I don't want to talk about Jolly Trim all day. Like I want to <laughs> explain to you why I won't use a goddamn Schluter. Like I don't want yes. to do this. Right. Like, so, um, I don't want to have like a, a whole hour meeting about a freaking shower door. So to be honest though, like then you start to take control of the home and I'm a control freak, right? Like I should just make a t-shirt at this point. And when you realize that like you almost have the most control over the soul and the heart of the home when you design the kitchen mm -hmm. and the bathrooms, mm -hmm. you realize like, how could I not put my stamp on this? Because everything else looks so incredible. Plus, you know, I, I, when I went back to school, I studied interior architecture. And so when we're building new construction, you know, we do everything. Like mm -hmm. I care about the track that the sliding door goes on. I care True. about the window cranks. I care about, you know, you just start to realize that every decision that can be made can be thoughtful. Right. True. And, and so I think it is scary and I think it is nuanced and I think you will make mistakes. Right. I mean, True. there's times when we, the title has gone in and I've been like, I've had to pay or rip it out because it, it wasn't right. You know? So I'm not going to say that there weren't times that I didn't make mistakes, but I think that you just, the bones of the house, when you walk in and the bones are good, and yes. that's why I haven't put my furniture in here yet. Like, and see, oh my God. You know? And that's true interior it, design. And that's something I learned yeah. too in school from um, one of my teachers who is a designer, but her husband is an architect and she's since yeah. resigned. Um, she said, your room has to stand on its own without any furniture. That is true interior design. It and is. I was like, it is. And it, you, you know it when you're walking through the house and you're yes. like, dude, it's like just drywall and windows in here and it's already killer. Yes. You know? yes. So I think for me realizing, and just, I remember reading, like, I, I think it was Oliver first that I remember reading like a little snippet of him mm -hmm. one day, because I used to say all the time, like, I'm going to save my good ideas for my big project. Yes. Right. Right. So I'm going to do this crappy bathroom. It's fine. I'm going to get through it. And then I'm going to get this big project. And one day I remember like picking up our central digest and he was, I think it was like in the back page and it was just a powder room. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how he just, I mean, God, the powder room must've cost $50,000 or something, right? It was incredible. But I remember thinking to myself, like this dude just got an architectural digest for a powder room. What yeah. the hell am I doing? Like this, like, don't look for the next opportunity. Like the one you have in front of you is your opportunity. 1000%. So like, if you get a powder room, you knock that powder room out of the park mm -hmm. and make that your architectural digest cover, photograph the crap out of it. Mm -hmm. And then you keep going. And then, and then those powder rooms will turn into a first floor and then that'll turn into a whole house. And then, yes. you know, so like, I think a lot of people do that. Like I'm going to get through this and then I'm going to get my big project. And it doesn't really work like that. No. And, and here's the deal. A lot of people turn down a one room project. And I was like, what you yeah. don't understand is sometimes the people have never worked with a designer or they may yeah. have and didn't have a great experience. So instead of committing to you for the whole house and having to fire you because it doesn't work right. out, they're like, listen, I'll give you my bedroom or, OK, mm -hmm. let's do this powder room. And then you learn each other's energy and what works for each other and what doesn't work. And if it clicks, then all of a sudden, like a lot of, you know, my clients, 
when um, a contractor will ask them something or, you know, we're at a vendor and the vendor will ask them something, they'll turn and to the vendor and then look at me and go, I don't know, ask Gail, she's the one that's doing this. Yeah. Like they want no, they want nothing to do with it. Right. <laughs> And that's the biggest compliment. That's a compliment. Yeah, that's the biggest compliment. And you have to really work it that way. That's why I'm like, no, I'll take the one room. I don't care. It it will morph into the house. Or here's another thing. Maybe they only have money for that room right now. Right. And then they're saving up. And then all of a sudden something comes through and they're like, okay, we can do this. You know, I I can do the other rooms. And they call you back. But yeah, I think, you know, we didn't, like, a lot of people are like, well, I'm going to have a minimum, and I'm going to do all, like, we didn't start implementing a minimum in our firm until I have, like, 11 people working for me, right? And so then it costs a certain amount of money to run my company right. now, right? But right. when it was me and one assistant or two assistants, like, I took everything. And I think that, like, you know, now it's, now it's just a, like, there's only so many hours in the day, and, you know, you need to it's definitely more structured, but if you're flexible and you have the ability to take those small projects in the beginning, you just kind of have to, you have to stack them. You kind of have to do as many as you can. And I mean, I think that if you don't look at it as like, Oh, it's just the powder room or it's just, you know, you should be looking at it as like, this is a potential bathroom that I can submit to a bathroom magazine. Yes. Really huge. Really huge. Um, Before we go, two things. One, I love your consultation form. I'm sure it weeds out a lot of people. (laughs) Your consultation form is perfect. I have so many rules, Gail. Like, (laughs) so I am a true business person at heart, right? Like, I I really am. I run my firm like a business, okay? But it is. It is business. I mean, I shouldn't say it's like like we're playing business. But um, I run it like a business because it is business. And so a lot of designers don't run their businesses like a business, right? Right. So there are lots of rules because – we we have procedures and then you know the builder has procedures and the clients are going to want to work a certain way but the truth is that i always say that like when i get my coffee table book it's going to be called this is not a collaboration because it's really not right like if you knew what you were doing you wouldn't need me right oh my god so, i love like, you i hate that you, everyone wants to so if somebody calls me you're like i just need someone i can collaborate with i will tell them right away i'm not the right fit for them and I will turn. I turned down a lady that wanted that. I can't, I can't even tell you how many millions of dollars her house is going to be to build. And she was like, "I just can't wait to go to lunch and go shopping." And I was like, "No, nope, no, nope. that's that's a big no. That's a flag for me because I'm like, I'm yeah. because then you end up being the assistant, and that's how they treat you. And <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and my friend bucket is already full. Yeah, I don't even like people. This like, is no business for me. This so, is business. Yes. So, so I think. Having the consultation form, I'll circle back. Like having the consultation form, having your minimums, knowing, you know, I don't work on the weekends. Um, I don't have to call a doctor six, um, unless it's like an emergency, of course. But like, I really think having your rules, I think it helps people respect you. Yes. That you are absolutely in charge of your company. And you are, what I always like to say is being a good steward of their investment because it is an investment, right? True. And if someone is investing in your services, they want to know that you know what you're doing. And if you just say yes and you just fly by the seat of your pants, I'm not. I wouldn't feel comfortable about writing you a check for with a lot of zeros on it, right? Right. So I think 
it's important to me that people understand that we have procedures and structure and this we do it this way and we don't do it this way we do not deliver one piece of furniture on its own you must bring everything to receiving a warehouse you don't want to pay for that then we're not the right divine 100 so yeah so i think our consultation form does weed out people but i also all the time refer people to other designers who which is a good maybe, thing you know take smaller projects or that i really like their work and so i think it's important to you know remember that one designer's no and the other designer's yes because we're all in different stages and phases and so you know i think it just you can you can decide how and where you want to work like you said if you don't like doing bathrooms you can just do do living rooms right like right. oh i only do living rooms like right. You know, so I think it's important that if you do know how you want to work and how you don't want to work, then you do set up those parameters because it saves you so much. It does save you a ton of time. And we have a formatted email that goes out if somebody, we think, you know, we think they might be a good fit. I don't go to anyone's house ever really in the beginning. No, um, that makes until, sense. You know, we're sure. So it saves you a lot of time and energy because, you know, it's opportunity cost, right? Like what is, where is your time best and if you go to 10 free consultations a week well that's 10 billable hours that you could have been billing your paying clients so you know you you want to get that in in check too and make sure that you're using you're making the best use of every hour if you bill by the hour i love it before we go this has been amazing where can the lovely people find you Oh yeah, they can. I mean, they can really find me on Instagram because I'm always on Instagram at KL Interiors. Um, you can also find me at uh, KateLesterInteriors.com and at our our retail uh, division, which is KateLesterHome.com, which is where you can get all of the goodies that you see in our projects um, online and in one of our two stores. Perfect. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule, Kate. This has been amazing, and I need to have you back. I love it. Thanks for having me, Gail. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Design Perspectives podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gail M. Davis. I really appreciate you listening. Please don't forget to rate me on iTunes. It is super important. It will help people to find where we are located. And the Design Perspectives podcast is also available on design network platform. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day.